Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Blog Talk Radio. drummer Jim Newson with Urban Tech Talk on the radio. We will welcome you to this edition of the Digital Drummer. Hi Jim, how are you? I'm doing fine, Jackie. How are you doing this evening? I'm doing good. I'm doing all right. Do you know I have just about finished the website. I might have maybe (laughs) one more thing to do. I was um, really working hard are, to get it uh, done. Uh, uh, working tirelessly at this, and, you know, I must commend you because you went through a complete learning curve uh, due to your dedication to uh, creating a dynamic and a, a content-filled site. And uh, I, I publicly as well as privately commend you and, and applaud you. A big soul clap for you. <laughs> Well, I definitely, I definitely, um, it has definitely been a little challenging, and it's also, too, you know, I need a computer that, um, I definitely need to update my computer, so that's been the other challenge, but um, well, when you, when we got through it. When you try to do good, the devil's going to come against you. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I got through that, I said, I got to finish this website, I'm tired, <laughs> I'm done with it. Okay, so um, I'm reminding uh, Mike, and I was supposed to remind Mike Dennis people, so um, he will be on, but I have to, um, I do have to send him a reminder, and since I was doing a website, when I'm doing the working on a website, I don't like to go anywhere else online. Cause, well, uh, you know, uh, video is such a, a, a major component of uh, the 21st century economy, 
and where we're going uh, with this movement of the Urban Tech Fair. So, you know, I was really excited about uh, uh, talking with Mark and learning about his, uh, his, his, his program in uh, detail. If you want me to carry the show for a few minutes, I'll talk about uh, direct to the net, how technology is changing the uh, paradigm in video while you go look for them. Um, well, definitely. But I would, um, just for people, because I know um, there are a lot of people listening in and very interested in film distribution. So I do would like to let you know as I open up the chat room and Jim speaks, one place you do want to go to is AFF um releasing M AFF RM dot com. Well, I'm gonna I I'll go back and I'll go just to confirm that. Um but that is for the African American Film Festival Releasing Movement. And they have been very successful at getting films, um, independent films, into the major markets by creating a collective of festivals. And through the festivals, they have these the ground the uh, ground um, street teams that go out and galvanize and encourage the people to support black films. So not only just ones that are they releasing, but all black films that come out, they have talks, discussions, all these different things around it, and they go out in the community, galvanize them, and through the um, festival process they choose a film, and then it, it features in every city that's a festival. And it features for a limited edition like in AMC theaters in different places. And then um, they really push to get, you know, the opening weekend to get a certain number of people out so it can go on to the next level. And it was founded by, um, I think, Ava DuVay, and um, it's been pretty successful. So it is definitely an avenue for people to look at as far as film distribution as a way to get into the theaters. And... um, they in the, the theaters now do have more opportunities for independent films. So um, I, Mike has spoke with us about that before, but um, I'm here now and okay. Oh, the new Facebook really <laughs> still trying to catch up to it. <laughs> Trying to figure out how to find everything. I said, I know there were a lot of comments and we were leaving information. <laughs> but it's, um, just for our audience, that's www.a, as in African, F as in film, F as in festival, R as in releasing, M as in movement, AFFRM.com. So if you go there, you can begin to look it up and understand the process while um, we wait for Mike to be informed. And, Jim, you go ahead and talk to us about video. Well, uh, video is changing the whole dynamics of the film industry. Uh, when we think of the film industry, we think of first release films in theaters like AMC and so forth. But as the Emmys uh, uh, just proved, uh, the new original series coming out of Netflix 
has won as many awards as most of your prominent uh, 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 major studios from uh, the cable channels and the film and television industry. So they are looking for independent, new, original films. And it's changing technology. The Internet is changing the way those films are distributed and the way they're developing uh, uh, markets and audiences. Uh, that mm-hmm. being said, one of the key uh, uh, components of the Urban Tech Fair is that we will do a video contest at every city that we have an Urban Tech Fair in where we're going to ask people to take their smartphones and or whatever device they feel comfortable with and go make a short film, uh, three- to five-minute film, of what technology is in their community. And it's just a way to get the community used to using the tools that they have in hand. Uh, a lot of the uh, uh, iPhones and new smartphones have high-definition resolution on their cameras, and their cameras can take as good a, a video as uh, what we used to call a, a handy cam or a video camera. And they have software that allows you to edit those uh, videos on the fly where you can add text and, and crop pictures and cut and add sound and essentially make a short film right off your uh, your cell phone. So we're trying to get more people involved in the filmmaking industry, more people expressing their creative side, because as we discussed uh, at the last show, uh, there's a movement now to add A to STEM. Uh, STEM is science, technology, engineering, and math. The A being arts, because everything uh, begins and starts with the cultural perspective are the arts, whether you're talking about a graphic artist that's needed in creating a user interface or whether you're talking about a writer that lays out the storyline for a short video or feature film. So arts are very important in terms of the uh, economy or what I like to call the commerce of the future. Those things that we can create in our mind and then manifest through technology such as ebooks, video games, mobile apps, and short films. There's a great market for them. A lot of the new streaming services such as uh, YouTube and Ustream are now even paying development money, uh, startup money, for you to bring a film uh, uh, to their market. They're looking for new and original films. I don't know what's happening on the East Coast, but here on the West Coast, there's a movement by the cable companies to stop carrying off-air broadcasts. And uh, we're so used to the big three, NBC, CBS, and ABC. But in the future, there's going to be so many different and new distribution and film sources, such as what we're talking about with Mark and the uh, uh, BFFR group that you won't be able to tell the difference between what Hollywood produces and what South Philly produces. So um, very supportive of this industry, and I know that uh, uh, Jackie's been involved in the spoken word. I was looking for the video that you were talking about with Tony, uh, what's his name? Uh, Oh, Tommy uh, Bottoms. Tommy Bottoms. I mean, people are doing... called Basic Economics. 
people are doing fabulous things in the community that are positive, that are proactive, that are beyond just the entertainment value that now can be videotaped and distributed worldwide through services like uh, Ustream, uh, YouTube, Netflix. They're all looking for new original content. So for all the uh, filmmakers out there and those that are looking at getting in film, uh, don't be discouraged uh, because the big companies told you no or because the process seems so overwhelming. Start where you are and start filming right now. If you're a writer, write. If you're an artist, draw. If you're a filmmaker, make films. Yeah, well, definitely. Now, one thing I did learn in filmmaking, because one of the groups that I work with, um, the House of Umoja, we had a documentary done. And you do want to look at, when you're making the film, you want to look at all the possible avenues of distribution. And don't think that major theaters is the only way. Sometimes, especially when you're first starting, even going to um, going straight to video is really not bad these days because your video can be distributed through Netflix. Um, you know, people can purchase videos on demand through cable companies and all. The the biggest thing you want to just have a good marketing campaign to say that it's out there. So sometimes going straight to video may not be the worst thing because what happens is you start to get your brand out there and distributed so that by time when you do get to the theaters, you can have a following. So um, that is and one of the key that, things. Uh, mm-hmm. that one step further, Jackie, is because most of your uh, uh, major uh, uh, black hip-hop serials uh, that it came up in the early days, uh, uh, I'm trying to think of his name now, with uh, No Limit uh, label. With the what label? Master P. Oh, uh, Master, P. Uh, Ma- Master P and them were selling uh, more singles out of their uh, CDs, out of their trunk, which gave them the ability when they became to negotiating uh, deals with the major labels to be able to get distribution deals versus just uh, uh, production deals. They were actually able to get some of the lion's share of the money because they didn't need the labels for anything other than distribution. It's the same thing with film. Well, Uh, even more current than Master P, um, Jim, just even more current than Master P is um, Nicki Minaj. That's how she got started, straight out of her trunk. Other one was Tupac. One of his teachers, um, a matter of fact, out in that area, he was from. He's from your area, but um, when we did at the LA Black Book Expo, we did a. Um, you know, there were various different groups and all. You know, speaking in um, seminars, and one of um, one of the women who actually taught, you know, um, taught Tupac. Um, she she backed him, and she really he had it was taking a poetry class, and you know, one of the colleges. And they actually advised them, and they actually went around selling his CDs and all, you know, through the, um, you know, out the back of cars. So a lot of times, you know, you know, the, you know, if you look at things differently, whether it's film or whether it's music, 
Um, but especially in film, because you have so many levels that you can distribute, when you can build your audience and your brand first, it makes it much easier, especially if, because if you're going, really want to be successful at the box office, you have to have a following. And that's the one thing about the releasing movement, the reason they move through the festivals, generally the films that are chosen have, you know, maybe one at the festival and showcased at several different festivals. So they, it became known in the industry. They got the awards. They got notoriety because the film is being talked about because of, you know, it went through the festival process. So, um that's just, you know, one of the key things, but there are a lot of great avenues because, I mean, everybody watch watch films, and sometimes you can find films like, wow, this is pretty good, and went, you know, to video. And even, like, look at Tyler Perry. He just did, Temptation just came out, and it's already on demand. His latest movie, which, I don't know, he does so many movies, he might have another one out since then, but... Um, I think it was in theaters made less than two months ago, and it's already on on demand. So, well, technology um, is just opening up all kind of doors uh, for independence uh, of the arts, and that's why STEAM, science, technology, engineering, arts, and math, is so important because we as a community have got to become uh, producers instead of consumers and begin to use these uh, gadgets and, and, and vanity items that we carry and use every day as a way to produce a new source of income, open up new markets, and generate new products and goods for our community. All righty. So um, I am still waiting on uh, Mike Dennis, and I do apologize, everyone, because I was supposed to remind him because he had an event earlier today, and he wanted um, a reminder sent. And I just, um, when I get working on the website. We're going to have a good show anyway. You said we have some people in the chat room. Do they have any questions? Um, no, we don't yet have anyone. There's no one in the chat room yet with questions. But um thing about it, before the show, we had a lot of questions. I mean, the moment we posted. So I know we have a lot of people listening in. And that's one of the first things that, you know, there are a lot of people that are looking for information on film distribution. So we did post, and I reposted them in the chat room, the the links. So um, you can visit Mike is um, Mike Dennis. He's the CEO and founder of Real Black Incorporated. And Real Black, what they do here in Philadelphia, they galvanize the community around any black film or production. So any black film that comes to Philadelphia, they they advertise, they promote, they do dinners, you know, topics where you can speak. You, they send out blasts. They got street people. They have real black TV. If you go on YouTube, just it's real R E E L, black one word, real black, and you can find real black TV. They've done thousands of episodes. Mike is a filmmaker himself, and they've interviewed everybody, anybody, everybody that comes to Philly. 
Um, they were also with Black Lily. So, you know, any type of artist that comes to Philly, they've interviewed. And then in the filmmaking, they just galvanize people around the film, the black film industry. And so when the opportunity came up with a firm, they became one of the um, festivals. And then in turn, they actually then wound up actually establishing a festival. So um, they provided a lot of avenue, um, just a lot of opportunities for people to just stay involved and informed about black films. And, and a lot of ways to go to film screenings for free. It's a $30 membership a year, and we get invited to so many free film screenings and special events. I mean, the membership is definitely worth it. And... Um, it's just like when anything hits Philadelphia, they're right on it. And um, they've been a big part of the movement. I think they really taught other people how to really mobilize in the street and gather around. And so um, it's realblack.com, R-E-E-L-B-L-A-C-K. You can see all the different things. The film that was just out as big words. And let's talk about the uh, alternative behind-the-scene opportunities that filmmaking uh, uh, brings. Uh, a reason that you should, another reason to attend uh, uh, film festivals and these type of uh, filmmaker workshops is not so much because you're a director, producer, or an actor, but because you want to work in the industry, you want to work in lighting, you want to work in construction, you want to work in, in editing and behind the film, and it's a great way by going to these festivals, meeting other people that are mm-hmm. looking to make films, that are are, are, are involved in the industry. Uh, yes. I know here in Los Angeles at the L.A. Film Festival, uh, a lot of uh, the schools, USC and US, UCLA, are, are in attendance, and you'll be able to learn about different other programs and workshops that are going on. So we encourage everyone to get out and support uh, uh, community film festivals and community events. Uh, these people are doing great work. They're bringing new and unique uh, uh, product to our community, and we've got to work together and show that there's a market and a following for a positive, proactive uh, uh, community feature. We must begin to redefine our visual image uh, uh, in this world, and we can do that by supporting uh, uh, movies and, and music and art that we feel represent us relative to what corporate America is sending down the throat with shock and awe. Uh, we must begin to talk about uh, the culture of our history. Uh, as we, as uh, the descendants of slaves here in America, we're very unique people on this planet that have done marvelous things with little or no resources. We must begin to expand our understanding of what's going on in the diaspora in in Africa because Africa is not about uh, uh, disease and and war. There's a lot of positive things and positive stories that are coming out of Africa now from new filmmakers. Uh, There's just so many ways to go about this, about how film and video excites our imaginations and opens up new windows and sparks new ideas and innovation in our community. Definitely. um, Well, I just recommend that. um, I know when I mentor young people, 
and just older people, by being part of the theater, a lot of people say, well, how can I get involved? How do I know? I don't know. But I say the best way to get involved in any industry is just to be around it. If you want to be an actor, then go to the theater. Be around the theater. Be around other actors. By going to the theater, you'll run into people who know various things. You'll run into contacts, and, and you'll make contacts, and you'll be able to network. The same thing with film. You should be, most cities have a film office, and um, you can go down to the film office, sign up. They generally have classes and things. Um, a lot of times you need to know about it if you're making films, if you need permits or whatnot to, if you want to film in various areas. But go to the film office in your city first if you know nothing else. Go to the film office. They'll let, let you know about other um, organizations. But don't work in a vacuum by yourself. Just you need to be around the film industry. And this is one of the biggest things that um, – Real Black has done, and the thing about it is they they bring the industry people along with the fans, so you get to directly connect with people who like film, who like movies, and now you get to form a, a relationship with them, and that's really important. You're around industry people and people who like the film, so you you know you have your potential customer along with your industry we gain knowledge and can network and collaborate and even more than that find out about opportunities you know is is there an audition or you know what grand opportunities are there who's looking you know for somebody to make a film or something um you know what film like you were stating about being part of the industry. When people come to town, to your town, to make a movie, talking about big money time. Now, this is not just for people in the film industry. If you are in business, you need to make sure that you're on the list. They generally have a directory that they hand out. For example, when Oprah comes to town, she says, can I get a list of the black businesses? She, you know, purposely supports. But if you're not in that directory enlisted, she doesn't know that she can support you. So um, when a film comes to town, that means big business for the city, and those people want to eat. They, you know, they had, you know, their various desires and all. So you want to make sure you're on that list, and you can generally again find it at the film office because anyone coming to your city has to you know, go through the film office. So um, and that's an extremely that important that point. should also include not just those people, as we were saying earlier, that on the front line that we normally think of the film industry, but they need accountants. Uh, as you said, they need caterers. They need carpenters. They mm-hmm. need painters. They need the yeah. basic everyday skills. Yeah, and, and even if it's specialty skills, you know, lighting, and, and they're different, they're photographers. It's like you got, you know, director of photography. It's not just the filmmaker person, but then the person that does the photography work or the editor, you know, put, puts that in. But there's photography work, there's filming work. Um, there's, you know, so many different type of jobs and things. But, again, by, you know, going down to your city um 
you know, film office, you'll know about various films that are, you know, going on that's coming into the city and maybe opportunities to work with them or, you know, maybe to help out. And then by helping out and volunteering or something, you can learn. And then also, you know, your colleges, there's a lot of student filmmakers and students that do film for actors. That's a great way to get a free reel because, you know, you need to have reels to, you know, show that you've been on film. So, you know, this is a way to get reels by in, um, acting in student films. And um, I just think this day and age with, with the, like you said, the Internet and YouTubes and the videos, there are so many more avenues of producing and getting your work out. So you really... Um, you know, just look at all the opportunities and look at, okay, what is, you know, what's my film about? Who's the audience? Who Who is it going to attract? And um, if you've never really, if, if you're really new, then maybe the first place to go is not necessarily the box office. But you may want to build notoriety just through, you know, you could build notoriety through the Internet or, um, you know, through videos or just do, you know, promotional bits and pieces. And then and we, haven't, we haven't even talked about uh, the effect that crowdfunding has had on uh, filmmaking in terms of uh, uh, financing for films. Uh, there's so many opportunities and so many stories on uh, Kickstarter and Rocket uh, about uh, uh, films and other uh, uh, me- new media projects that are coming to market. And they're raising hard dollars. They're raising tens and thousands of dollars to fund and get their films uh, started and up to the next level. So don't forget about technology when you start thinking about films. Technology is changing every aspect of our daily lives. And it's merely a matter of you reaching out, as Jackie said, and checking with the local resources, your 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 city, your state film offices, to checking with your local universities, your local film schools. Uh, one of my favorite stories is how when I was here in L.A., I experienced the Hollywood Shuffle. Uh, oh, wow. I was unemployed at the time and uh, uh, didn't have transportation. And I used to go down to Hollywood and stand in line for the different... Uh, 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 shows such as Judge uh, Judge Judy and Divorce Court, they pay those people to be in those audiences. Mm. So, you know, if, if you're a starving or, or, or aspiring uh, uh, actor or actresses, you can go down there and go to Central Casting or and find out where they're recruiting at, and then they'll simply come down and pick you. And I know here in L.A., they were paying $50 a show the show was an average of four hours, but for four hours you could go down there and make $50 a day. And if you were lucky and got picked for two shows, you can make $100 a day cash mm. money simply by sitting in the audience. So mm-hmm. the film industry has so many opportunities and entry points that you just can't limit yourself. You've got to think outside the block, outside the box, and think about yeah. different access points where you can get in either from a technical perspective, as we were talking about a photographer or a videographer, or from a an actor or in front of the camera director's position. 
Definitely, definitely. And um, I just think it's important that, um, as as you stated, Jim, to think outside the box. And I know a lot of times artists, you just want to be the artist. But you need to look at various different things. You know, that's part of the art. Honestly, the professional filmmakers I know, what they look at first is their distribution. Based on what their distribution, that will tell them how they're going to shoot. And and it does make a difference. If you're going for in the theaters, that's big screen, the format for shooting for big screen is not the same format you want to shoot on video. Um, if you're going for commercial or if you're going for PBS, there are two different avenues. And if you're going for web, again, you know, that's another level of shooting. So you definitely, you know, want to investigate all the opportunities and avenues and choices you have at first, and it's worth learning. Don't feel, oh, I don't feel like learning all of this and all. Learn it. Learn it, understand it. And then you can build yourself a team, but you know what to tell your team. And... um but you need to know about the avenue because you're the better person to help make that decision about which choice to distribute because you know your film best and you know what your desires are. And someone can, you know, support you in helping you make that decision, but that can't be done um, if you um, if you don't really know about it and you don't understand so you really, um, that's just the one thing I know artists, sometimes they just want to be artists, but it really does behoove you. And I just think as a filmmaker, you probably can't help but take a smartphone, an iPad, you know, as well as any kind of video camera. I'm pretty sure you can't help but seeing what's possible through the other side. And that's what makes you know, a filmmaker. And let's not forget uh, another place to uh, uh, to start as a starting point is the net. Uh, we know that uh, in uh, uh, social networking sites such as uh, uh, Facebook, uh, LinkedIn, uh, Pinterest, they have uh, discussion groups based specifically around all the different aspects of filmmaking. So sometimes you can just join one of those groups and listen and learn to the conversation of those people that are out there in the field. Uh, they post different casting opportunities. They post, uh, post different job opportunities, uh, different educational opportunities. So, you know, the net brings a whole different perspective to learning and involvement. Uh, as they say, looking for a different uh, uh, access point or entry point to uh, get into the, uh, the industry. Uh, you can go to uh, a multitude of sites, including uh, uh, Pinterest, which has sections specifically on film. And from there, you can begin to learn and see the different techniques and the different organizations that other people are saying is, is, is good or bad. Uh, learn about different other uh, agencies that are, are getting people hired or uh, people are warning you to stay away from. Uh, you know, social networking and uh, the Internet it's just opened up a whole new uh, resource in terms of a knowledge base, a freely available knowledge base 
that uh, people can get involved in. Yes. So, um, well, you know, when YouTube came around, that was one of the biggest things for YouTube. YouTube blew the water wide open on distribution for film. People did not have to only go through. Again, it was that industry lockdown. You had to have... Used to have to have so much more money in order to, you know, produce a film. You know that went to the major screen, and the process was so much harder. That, um, but since the advent of YouTube, that's one of the first thing, the biggest things that YouTube did was bring distribution, uh, create a distribution avenue for independent filmmakers. And YouTube is another place. You know, it's one thing that we use, but if you're a filmmaker, when you join YouTube, you can join it as different things. You can be a channel, you can be a distributor, you can be a producer. And they have a whole section just on for filmmakers and for producing films and for distribution. They have this, you know, from awards to opportunities to... um, you know, various opportunities to showcase your film, to um, to be chosen, contests, all different type of things that they have, um, very detailed um, for people. So if you are on YouTube, definitely, you know, subscribe um, as a producer or as a filmmaker so that you get all that information that's relevant to the filming industry that you are, you stay in that loop from YouTube, and then I know and, that a lot of people prefer and remember, and remember that a, y- a lot of young people, uh, what they call millennials, have cut the cord. They're not uh, uh, watching programming off of uh, traditional sources such as uh, uh, cable or off-air uh, uh, broadcast. They're watching off of the net. For example, uh, a lot of people are not aware that if you Google YouTube, they have full-length free movies on YouTube. So, you know, that's another source of, uh, of entertainment and education uh, through, uh, as well as film distribution. These uh, YouTube, Netflix, and all the other streaming uh, platforms that are, that are now coming out. And they're breaking new ground every day. Uh, a site that you might look at, we were talking about earlier, webisodes or uh, short films, is the uh, L.A. Film Fest. And that's uh, uh, put together by a brother here in L.A., but that consists of essentially uh, uh, three to ten-minute films, just short films. That's, that's what their festival is all about. And uh, they're winning uh, uh, awards and taking trips. They're part of the uh, con. Uh, film festival now where they do webisodes. So the whole game is changing. As I always encourage people, start with where you're at. Uh, one of the uh, programs that we promote through the Urban Tech Fair is called Scratch. And it's a, uh, a animation language and programming language designed specifically for preteens and kindergartners by MIT. And that allows you to create your own animation uh, create your own uh, 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 programming uh, through a specialized code, drag-and-drop code. So uh, even from the coding aspect of, uh, of, of apps, mobile apps, and video games, 
that storyline, the music, uh, uh, the, uh, the the content that you would normally uh, feel for a film can cross all these different platforms. So if nobody's interested in your, your film from a video distribution point, then you can create it as a game. Or you can move it forward to, uh, uh, as an e-book, as a multimedia e-book. So it, it's it's about storytelling, and it's about yeah. using all the tools available to amplify your story and to create and build a broad audience base. Well, that's the thing. Um, that takes us to two two other different genres. One is um, what they call transmedia. And what transmedia is simply is storytelling across all, all various platforms. So when you tell your story, you just don't tell it um, in a book. You, you know, it's from you know written to video, mobile, um, blogs. Um, you know, it just interrelates. The story continues. You know, it's one story, but it continues on multiple platforms. And they call that transmedia, so it's the um, transference of media for you know for the purpose of storytelling. And then the other thing you bring up, you know, with your point is gamification. Now I just posted, you know, three videos on the website, and one of them was about, you know, seven, you know, ways to create compelling experiences through game, you know, and gamification. And um, it talks about, um, you know, in the gamification, one of the key things, again, is storytelling. And um, like you state, you know, it's a great and a whole other avenue for um, filmmakers and, and game developers and, you know, telling stories that teach, you know, you know, using as, as learning, you know, as a learning tool. And, you know, that's basically what gamification is and converting that to a game. So um, these are like a lot of great ideas and definitely ways to expand, you know, outside the box. And um, uh, But, you know, again, one of the key things is you do need to develop an audience. So you do need to find, figure out who does your story appeal to, who are these people, and connect with them and be where they are so that... um, you have specific people to run run across when you do put something out there and you can get good relevant feedback and you know again it helps create a buzz so um and don't just think about an audience in the sense of those people that you're accustomed to here in the uh, US the internet allows you to reach out to a global audience so you know if, if you're in the reggae and and uh, uh, Jamaican music, you can reach out to that audience in Jamaica. Or if you're into the uh, cultural or historical part of a, a filmmaking, then you can reach out to an audience, an international audience, in that particular country or culture that you're targeting. So as I said, you, you've got to use technology to your benefit as a tool instead of just as uh, uh, an entertainment device or a distraction. There's so much that technology brings to the table in terms of opening doors and creating new markets and 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 new ways for you to uh, promote and develop business opportunities 
uh, based around what you're already doing here in the U.S. Yeah. Now, I know David Muhammad was saying he had a friend that just did a film that's doing real well at the screenings, you know, showing screenings of the film. And, you know, the man's looking for distribution opportunities. And um, I'm hoping to, you know, prov- you know, spark some ideas and various things for him, you know, um, to see, you know, what's the size of his audience and to learn, you know, specifically, you know, for me to, you know, profit at the box office and things. You know, how many people do I need to come out? You know, you need to know those hard numbers. How many people do I need to attract? you know, to the box office to be, you know, a success. And that's, you know, some of the, you know, questions you want to ask when you are around industry people. Um, so um, that's, you know, an important way to, you know, look at it. But then you also, too, have the opportunity, you know, to go to video. And... um also, too, in your screenings and different things, um, you know, look at opportunities. Now people are hosting um, film nights. You know, they're starting to host film nights. You know, night at the, you know, it could be an art gallery. I know art galleries are doing it. Some venues are doing it. People are starting, you know, to host, especially with black film, you know, black film night. A time, you know, times when people can go out. And then also, even with the major theaters, they've made a place now for independent, like through the Magic Johnson um, AMC theaters. They have a they have an avenue for independent films. Uh, you know, they have an avenue. They have you know rooms. You know, um, ways that you can show your films there. Um, so and, they have, uh, let's, let's not uh, uh, forget the uh, church. Uh, religious films are are growing. That market is growing as well. Uh, one of the places you might look at is One Church International here in L.A., which is built around the uh, evangelizing the Hollywood industry. Uh, but they have uh, an event coming up called One Lens Festival, and it's mm-hmm. about independent, uh, uh, proactive, uh, positive, community-based religious films. And uh, as you mentioned Tyler Perry earlier, he established his name by going through the churches and doing uh, small plays. And that's when people began to hear about Tyler Perry before he got to the uh, uh, film stage. So, you know, use what you got, use the people and family and friends that you have around you to begin to open up new doors and and get people talking and create some buzz uh, uh, for your product. But uh, Jackie, we're, we're coming up on uh, on uh, 7:50 now, and uh, I don't want to end the show without uh, for those new listeners talking about uh, what the Urban Tech Fair is and giving them some of the news that uh, uh, of the events and, and, and different uh, platforms that we're on. So if you want to talk about uh, the new website, if you want to talk about some of the things that are happening in our Facebook group, is growing dynamically, uh, you have the floor. <laughs> well, we do have a new website, and um, we want to do um, just, you know, avail the, um, the pre-release um, 
for um, a couple weeks, and then within two weeks when you go to urbantechfair.org, you'll see the new website. But um, we're going to, I'm going to create a URL that, you know, will allow people to get to it to look at the pre-release because I would love feedback because we want to make sure it's, you know, it works for everybody that they can get the information, you know, that they may be looking for and any questions they may ask. But, um, again, as you stated, if we have new listeners, the Urban Tech Fair is a global movement to showcase um, tech in our communities. And more than that is to um, for us to actually come out of our tent corners and realize who all is in our community. We talk to urban dwellers ages 12 to 55, and no matter whether you're totally not a techie to the most techie person, it doesn't matter because we're all using tech in our daily lives. And we do, um, you would be surprised who lives around you. Just talking about the website, I just put up another a video about a 16-year-old boy who developed all these iPhone apps. He's just, he just developed apps like boom, boom, boom. And um, he found he finds a need. He went to look for, he could not find a school phone number through the, you know, I guess through the web or whatnot, it was not easy for him to find information for his school, so he develops an app for it. But this young guy could live right down the street from you, and you wouldn't know it. So there's so many resources, as Jim Cohen Cohen did, Discover Silicon Valley in Your Own Backyard, and it's actually 30-day cloud and ground experiences that showcase what's going on in our community and the value of collaboration, because it's a big collaboration. And while it's a global movement, it takes place in various cities and regions. So each city or each designated region puts on an urban tech fair. They do all have a the great same structure. So you know them by the structure, but they're each customized by each city. So, you know, the, the speakers, the the topics, while they'll be within certain tracks, you know, the topics are things that they feel is relevant to their area, what they want to do in their area. And so um, that's basically the urban tech fair. And so what we do here on the radio, we showcase these great people in our community, like Mike Dennis, even though he was not able to come through because he did have an event earlier, so he may not have been able to get done in time. But... um you know, Mike Dennis is a filmmaker in Philadelphia, and he just took it upon himself to when he put together Real Black. You know, um, it, you know, had the Real Black TV where they were just interviewing everyone that came in town, and then it evolved into this great collective of people that liked film. And so they actually started a membership organization, started getting and sharing access and things that they knew to film to the whole community. And, you know, then they were able to take advantage of the um, the film release movement, and that's historical, the African-American um, film festival release movement. We have never had our own distribution system for film. This is for us, by us. And yeah, it's about I don't know, about six to eight films deep now. 
but we literally get together and we push our own films. And this is the first time we've ever had anything like it. So, um, but Mike doesn't live too far from me. But if it just didn't happen to know him, you know, from other avenues and all, but there are a lot of people that we just do not realize who live right around us who are doing great things and can be great resources that if we just work together and collaborate, we can do things that are possible, like the African-American Film Festival release and movement. You know, that's just really people coming together in a community and say, hey, let's work together strategically and move our own products. So that's just the urban tech fair in a nutshell. And, Jim, oh, okay, hold on, hold on. Hi, Mike. Hello. Hello, sir. How are you? (laughs) Yeah, I'm sorry. You got to call me on my number. Yeah, I, 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 I'm sorry, I don't have your number in my phone. And I said, I knew that. I said, Mike is playing things. I have his number in my phone. <laughs> but um, I'm sorry, that's my fault. So, I, I, but I, who's well, talking about? Well, how are you? How are you doing, Mike? We've been talking about uh, your film festival and the opportunities. The new uh, way technology has changed the uh, paradigm in the film industry and uh, opened up doors for. Uh, uh, independent out-the-box thinkers like yourself to begin to develop uh, new markets and new distribution routes for uh, independence. Uh, we've got Absolutely. about 15 yeah. minutes. Yeah, left well, I mean, the technology and, then the, of course, the Internet has made that even more possible. Um, you know, we had a really successful screen of Big Words uh, on Thursday, and most of that was a result of uh, just social network, uh, social media, and marketing that way, you know, peer-to-peer marketing as opposed to broadcasting and and doing a lot of stuff, although we did have some uh, support from local media, uh, UT Washington, uh, Tribune, uh, Philadelphia Weekly, and so on. But, but yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely changed the the face of of the way movies are being marketed and promoted uh, through grassroots well, we'd like to give you the last 15 minutes of the show to kind of talk about uh, what you're doing and how your movement, your African-American film movement, is growing. And just tell our audience a little bit about yourself and how you got into the, uh, 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 how you became a filmmaker. Yeah, sure. Um, well, I mean, I've been on before. Well, I don't know if people can access the archive, but, but um, you know, we're, we're really excited. We're about to screen at the Black Star Film Festival on Thursday. Um, a work in progress of a new piece I'm working on called Black Film Now. And that uh that's from the archives of Real Black T V. So um you know that, now, that's the main thing. Mike Mike, just we're gonna yeah. slow down real quick here just to let everybody know now Black Film Now he used crowdfunding for since it's the urban tech fair, you know. So so how is the crowdfunding yeah. effort? Uh, we raised about ten thousand dollars through, um, you know, uh, Indiegogo, okay. uh, which basically was our seed money. Uh, we still have a lot more to go to make the to make the Black Film Now project um, a reality. But um, what what we what that enabled us to do was go spend a few months and go through the archives of the interviews that we did have and travel to a couple festivals. Uh, and do new interviews where we specifically ask people questions about 
the current state of African-American film. So uh, we probably need another 20,000 in order to travel and complete the project. But, but um, you know, I mean, we're in good shape, and, and what we're hoping to do now with what we have is to take our work in progress on tour to different festivals and use it to spark dialogue and discussion about where black film is now and where it needs to go. Okay. Now, um, just to share with you, too, I know there are people listening in because we've already had the questions, but people that um, have film and they're looking, you know, they're looking to learn more about um, distribution. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. In terms, but specifically, are you you talking about a firm or are you talking about just in general? um, Well, they're looking like one of the persons posted... um, they have a, a friend who is looking for distribution for a film that he just finished, and it's done really well at screening. So they've been having screenings and getting good feedback, but he's looking for, you know, opportunities for distribution. Well, I mean, and, definitely send it, send it my way. I mean, you know, any film that screens at our Real Black Screen Series is a candidate to be distributed by a firm, um, the African American Film Festival Releasing Movement. Uh, you know, outside of that, you know, there's still lots of avenues for distribution in terms of um, it's not DVD as much anymore. You know, there's video on demand and streaming and things like that is where people are gravitating to find work. But, um, you know, one of the things that Ava DuVernay, the founder of a firm, talks about in, in our uh, Black Film Now is that once your film is finished, it's it's not not enough just to lock picture and then look for somebody to take it on. The marketplace is full of movies and you have to have within your budgeting and, and your your plan some sort of marketing and distribution plan as well as as a uh, as a plan just to get the movie done. You know, it's, the film isn't mm-hmm. finished so it's in front of eyeballs. Yeah. Well, one of the things that we were talking about before you came on the air was the new streaming platforms you just mentioned, such as uh, uh, Netflix and YouTube. And we know that both of those organizations are now funding uh, new films and they're putting out development money. And in mm-hmm. fact, uh, one, of, one of them that was on the Netflix exclusive, one of the original films out of Netflix, just won about five Emmys. Can you talk about that side of the business for a quick minute? Um, well, yes, yeah, definitely. I mean, the way people are, are are seeing work or being exposed to work is changing, and there's a lot of uh, new business to be found on the Internet. So companies that have the resources and the fan bases are, are now um, investing in creating original content. So with Netflix, I think you're talking about House of Cards, is the show that's getting all the the play? They also brought back Arrested Development. I mean, they're they're geared towards series more than anything because they want repeat viewership and they have a model where somebody will sit and have marathon sessions to watch stuff. You know, so so like uh, Breaking Bad is something I discovered on Netflix, and once I saw the first couple episodes, I was hooked. I didn't stop watching Breaking Bad until I got through all. You know. And I think that's that's what they're looking at. With YouTube, um, they are developing channels. I think Shaquille O'Neal has a channel on there. A bunch of people uh, are getting development money directly from YouTube 
Uh, we also have a we're a partner with YouTube. Real Black is where we get a percentage of the, the money that they get from revenue, advertising revenue, on the show. But um, one of the, one of their initiatives was to um, give people advances, you know, against their royalties um, in order to make better product. Uh, something that uh, you know I didn't I didn't necessarily want to go for, but uh, that is. You know the landscape is changing. You know the way we the way we discover work and the way, and what we get to see. Uh, it's less about tuning into specific channels at specific times of days, and the internet is a great way for you to sort of watch a la carte what you want to see when you want to see it. Well, we're going to have to have you back on the show for the full hour. We and Jackie tried to cover for you in our own little ways, just touching on those <laughs> different points. And uh, I see that, you know, it's going to be a great show because we've got a lot of questions ahead of time uh, and, and people in interest in uh, discussing and learning more about your uh, African-American, uh, uh, what is it, how do you say it, firm? Yes. Yeah, I sincerely apologize. Um, you know, I just didn't, I didn't get the message and, you know, I didn't, and uh, you know, it's somebody, my fault. It's my fault. I was you told me yeah, to remind well, you, and I editing, forgot. <laughs> been so busy editing the Look. project for Thursday that uh, it just kind of snuck up on me. Been running around all day, so I so again I apologize. Thing, I'll make it up for you. One more thing that we touched on briefly, and I'd like to hear more from your perspective, is uh, the new. Uh, uh, approach to uh, uh, short films, webisodes, and using uh, uh, smartphones as, uh, as 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 video uh, 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 filmmaking devices. Well, the quality on on even an iPhone is so you know once you get into that resolution, that 1080p resolution, it's it's you know which is available on things as small as an iPhone. Uh, it's pretty. It's pretty good, you know. So, so you know, people are using that, those devices to make actual films. You know, you have to rig them. You may have to do more. Like uh, I have a friend, MC Breeze. He's shooting a horror film on a on an iPhone, completely on an iPhone. But he's also a sound engineer, so he's redoing all the audio and things like that to bring it up to the standard. But I mean that's that's part of the exciting thing about the technology is that you don't need a whole lot of money now to get ideas onto the screen. Um, where what people need to think more in terms of is just get, how to get them out there to audiences because audiences have so many choices now, uh, you know, to do with their time. So people have to be more innovative in terms of how how do you reach audience and and uh, you know I my my personal feeling is create good work, and the audiences will be there for it. Well, I agree Alrighty. that uh, content is king and that quality draws uh, uh, regardless. Of, you know, in social networking, it's always about how many and how large. But uh, if you have good co- good content, as we were saying earlier, and those people that want to get into films, if they join, join discussion groups and different social networking groups focused on film, They'll learn about uh, a good quality because people talk about good quality, and that generates more buzz than anything else. Absolutely, yes. Two organizations in Philadelphia that I'm involved with are the uh, Black Film Advisory Committee, and we've done 
uh, two events. We have another event coming up in the next month. Uh, that's Councilman David O's initiative to increase the opportunities for African-American filmmakers in the city. And I'm also on the board for the uh, Philadelphia Independent Film and Video Association, PIFA. And uh, we do we have an event coming up this Tuesday at uh, at Letage, and that's that's a rotating. One of our main events is a, a monthly screening series as well. So I'm now, this, show, this show is about you uh, because our motto is discover Silicon Valley in your own backyard. All the resources, uh, talent, and uh, 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 entities that you need exist around you. So I know that Real Black is moving outside of just the East Coast Philadelphia area. Why don't you tell us about some of your growth uh, 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 strategies? Well, I mean, Philly is my home. I don't think it's going to change that much. But, I mean, one of the hopes in the next year, year and a half, is that we'll have um, feature-length products in the marketplace at festivals and available for people to, to access you know, so, you know, I've been making films for, like, 20 years or so, and, uh, you know, 11 years full-time here in Philadelphia. So we're looking to experience a quantum leap, and I feel really good about that in the sense that uh, there's so many, you know, the I feel, I feel really good about that in the sense that there's so many more people doing it, and we're sharing information and, and growing from it. So I, I want to be a part of that conversation. And um, and hopefully you'll be seeing more work uh, from us, you know, on the grander stages, you know, the, the, in the independent film world, and you know, not just. The, and then we have the YouTube channel, which we have, we've been doing for six years, and that that gives us a national platform. Uh, we have a clip that's going viral right now with uh, Kevin Hart. So, so yeah, it's, it's good. that gives you global more than that, just national. Now yeah, tell so us about funny, the Black Star when, Film uh, Festival. Yeah, um, Black Star is Maori Holmes' festival. It's in its second year. Uh, We are screening on Thursday, this Thursday at 11 o'clock, our Black Film Now. But um, there's lots of things, and she's made it really attractive to people. I'd say about, you know, there's a good third of the events are actually free and open to the public, and, and then the ticket prices on the screenings are very affordable. So anybody who's interested in seeing quality uh, film from the diaspora, not just American films, but films of people by color from the diaspora. It's definitely worth checking out. The website is blackstarfest.org. Okay, blackstarfest.org. Now continue. Were you going to say something about the YouTube? Channel? Oh, I mean, it, it's it's really opened up a lot of, uh, you know, it's, it's creative validation. I mean, you know, I think. You know, when when there was a certain time when I would create work and I felt like nobody was seeing it, and then YouTube came along and I could work on something uh, all night, post it up in the morning, and by the next day there'd be hundreds of people saying how much they liked it. And that really provided a lot of validation and and reinforcement in, in my craft. Uh, you know, now I've got like 450 clips posted to the YouTube channel. You know, most of those, I'd say 99% of those, I, I shot and edited or edited. And, um, you know, so I, I'm putting my 10,000 hours that way. And now, you know, I'm hoping that I can take a lot of those skills that I've learned and, and use it to develop things that will actually monetize 
Uh, so, I mean, YouTube is great um, for, for a lot of things, but uh, I think that's one of one of the big issues that a lot of independent filmmakers uh, have is monetization. Uh, when it was DVD, uh, you could be very entrepreneurial. You could make a film, um, press DVDs for uh, one or two dollars a piece, and then sell them to stores or individuals for twenty dollars. So you're making eighteen dollar profit for every person that's interested in seeing your film. Um, with YouTube, you don't have that. You might have thousands of people that are willing to look at your work, but you're not necessarily monetizing off of those eyeballs, and and you're not necessarily on a platform where people are, in, you know, feel like they need to spend extra money to support you. You know, so so one of our strategies with the YouTube channel is to use it to provide information to people that they won't find elsewhere. Like if, if our YouTube channel didn't exist, there would be, those interviews would not happen. You wouldn't have that information. So then mm-hmm. it's about it's about building our brands. So much much the way the Blog Talk radio station exists, you know. So, you know, the more people see our logo on those embedded embedded in the clips, you know, when it's time for us to do our bigger projects that they are charging a fee for, uh, we're hoping that those people will come out and support and and that was part of the Indiegogo strategy to find out like who's who's willing to pay for to see more of what we do. Yeah, that's great. Course, I donated. <laughs> okay, well we're we're at the eight o'clock hour, so like I said, we're we're going to have that's to have you time. back on. That, that's his time, Mike, not ours. <laughs> okay, yeah, that's fine. No, I was. But we're gonna to have to have you back you have you back on, Mark, because I can see that you're a source of information. And as as Jackie says, that's that's my time, uh not hers. Uh Jackie, when does it we the, the actual uh stops recording? Is it does it stop after an hour or does it go past that? No, no, it'll go we can record actually for another hour. I did put out to people to call in. So, because what it has done after one hour, it will stop live streaming, right, but it will right. still record. So, um, it's still recording now. But if people call in, they can still listen. As long as they call in, they can still listen. And so, okay, and well, then and, you know, it's still recorded. So when people listen to it afterwards, because we do post these and. Um, and it, it okay. um, you missed it, but I've been working on our website. That's kind of why <laughs> I was just inundated on that. But it's, it's posted on the website and everything, so people will definitely can come back and listen to it, which they will. But we need a platform, period, with you, Mike. And so really, Jen, what I think we need to take is like a next step, honestly, is just actually doing some type of um, you know global webinar or something on film because there we have a lot of people with an interest and so many people do not know like they're West Coast uh, Mike but you know none of them know about a firm and oh, so really? well, I mean, so yeah are we, are they, we they don't have talking? a clue hmm are, are we are we going to continue talking um, you know yeah mm-hmm. yeah okay mm-hmm. and I'm sorry and host I, I'm I'm just confused. I mean, who who who's who are we talking with, Jackie? 
Uh, well, Jim Newsom is the founder of the Urban Tech Fair, and he's West Coast. Yeah. But I'm saying there are a lot of people on the West Coast. He's in Los Angeles, and um, we have a large West Coast, you know, community. Right. But the people on the West Coast don't don't know about a firm at all, and these are filmmakers. Um, two weeks ago, we had someone. They were talking about developing a distribution system for film, and they didn't even know that a firm existed. And I said, you know, right. um, well, this is one of the... I mean, mm-hmm. uh, you know, like Ava DuVernay, who founded the firm, is based in Los Angeles. And, um, you know, they they do, for our every one-night engagement that we do, they open the film for a whole week. And the latest film, Big Words, just got extended to another week. So, um, you know, maybe it's just an issue that we're not reaching those people and, and that we need to do more PR in well, that respect. That's the whole purpose of the Urban Tech Fair is that there's so many resources, organizations, and people out there doing uh, great work with little or no uh, exposure. And so through this show and our tech fair, we try to showcase and highlight all those positive entities and uh, that are existing in our own neighborhoods that are out there using technology as an example for others to follow. And, now, uh, did you hear I, I him, Jim? He said that Ava's out there in your neck of the woods. She's from yes, your area. Yes, I heard him. Mm-hmm. Right. And and we've got to connect with uh, uh, Ava. I don't know if she's been attending uh, Digital Hollywood, but I'm usually there every year, and they have a Digital Hollywood in New York. Have you ever been to that, Mark? No, I haven't. I mean, you know, Ava was a, oh, was a game changer to quote someone, you know, you know, like she, she's very interesting. She started out as a publicist for films, and she worked, she did that for 10 years, and then she decided she wanted to make her own films, and she's had an incredible run so far. I mean, she, she, um, her first film was the first film that, well, her second film, her first narrative feature uh, was the first film released from a firm, and it made, like, Hundred thousand dollars in theaters, and and then uh, her second film won Sundance Film Festival. She was the first black director to win the um, directing award at the Sundance Film Festival, and uh, Oprah picked up on it. She's been featured in tons of magazines, and and she's really a, a guru, you know. So I, I would definitely say try and have her on uh, the show. Uh, she, she has a lot more insight into. Uh, some some of some of these issues that we're dealing with, and even I do, you know. But um, I want to I want to become a master of that, you know, with, yeah. with the black film well, one, workshop. One of the reasons that I mention uh, uh, Digital Hollywood is because it's kind of a uh, a national conference and meeting up of uh, of Hollywood and Silicon Valley. And I attend it every year, and one of the issues that uh, uh, they, they repeat on, they've really been talking about in terms of the second screen and monetization of, for the film industry, and I'd like to get your opinion on, is the new uh, uh, hotspots and the different triggers that they're incorporating in the product placement in a film, whereas if you see a pair of shoes or a car or an item in the uh, in the film, you can simply mouse over it and then get more information and purchase it. Are you familiar with those uh, that technology, and what, what's your opinion on it? Um, I, I, I'm not familiar. I would say that 
you know, from an in, independent filmmaker standpoint, uh, monetization is a huge issue in the sense that, um, you know, for a lot of our work, you know, if, if we're just doing stuff um, independently, you know, a lot of people consider themselves artists before they consider themselves businessmen. They're trying to make a certain statement to the world or whatever. Uh, they, their film may may not have the broad appeal of X Men or Avengers or whatever, you know, which is which works great in that type of in that type of world when when you have a tentpole movie that you can market to millions and millions of people, uh, you know, uh, the, these new technological uh, platforms are fantastic, uh, but you know there may you know even like if, but if you're a filmmaker that's interested in doing independent work, more personal work, you know, like like uh, in the '70s, a movie like I Will Follow or Middle of Nowhere might open in a couple cities and play. You know, if if 10,000 people saw the film, it would be considered a huge success. You know, but now in this day, this internet day was to say analog dollars become internet pennies you know if you're only marketing if only 10,000 people are interested in seeing your film because it's a certain type of story or you need to spend tens, the 10 times the budget of the film to market it to a broader audience like in the sense of like a Fruitvale station uh, you know a lot, of, a lot of that is beyond the reach of the independent filmmaker so I think there needs to be a synergy like smart producers, people that uh, know where to find money to make films uh, should find themselves, you know, look out for black film uh, because it's it's definitely, uh, there's definitely a market there and that's, that's what we're trying to help develop with things like Affirm and Black Star Film Festival and Real Black. But, uh, you know, the, big, the biggest issue is you know, finding, you know, like connecting the money to the good ideas. I mean, there are lots of people with good ideas, but they don't necessarily have the resources to to execute them fully in this in this in this current market. And I think that was one of the reasons why Jackie raised the uh, question about your success with uh, crowdfunding, is because crowdfunding is an initial component of the Urban Tech Fair. Our thing is to promote access, education, and commerce. And from crowdfunding allows the community to invest in what it feels is appropriate or what it wants to see. And I know that there have been many success stories of uh, uh, black film and theater projects that have gotten funded or initial seed money uh, uh, through Indiegogo and, and Kickstarter. And as I was saying, if if you look around and get creative in terms of uh, product placement with your local businesses and vendors, be able to promote your city, there's even money from the state and the city tourist bureau to incorporate uh, certain shots and, and and certain aspects of that city into a, a film. Uh, I know it's, it's not easy, but as you said in the uh, earlier. Uh, the cost of production has dropped, and your main focus now is relative to, to distribution and marketing. So even though you're not getting the dollar value in the example that you gave with the DVD, if you can say to a, a prospective uh, 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 product placement uh, sponsor, 
that they'll get exposure through uh, YouTube or a live stream or some of these other streaming platforms, it might still be the motivating uh, factor to get them to put up uh, a couple of thousand to give you their place as a, uh, as a as a film location. Absolutely. Well, I, I well, two things come to mind. I mean, first off, the, probably the biggest news in film world, independent film world this week was Spike Lee announcing that he's going to Kickstarter to raise funds for his new project. Wow. And that makes that he's trying to get a, a million, one point two five million dollars was his goal. And I, you know, I think he's going to reach the goal, no problem. He's already raised three hundred thousand dollars. The campaign's been going less than a week. So I, I think he's going to get that, but I think that's that's a much better model for someone like him than when he put his own money up to do Red Hook Summer, and then um, you know it's, I don't know if it made the money back, you know. But what he's doing, he's 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 got all kinds of amazing perks and things like that, like signed all items from the from the Forty Acres vaults, and you know if you give him ten thousand dollars, you can sit courtside with him at a Knicks game and all kinds of stuff that's really attractive to a lot of his fans. And, you know, once he gets the money, he doesn't really have to worry about recouping back through distribution. The movie's paid for itself. Um, and the audience is basically pre-buying the movie, in a sense. Mm-hmm. You know, they're, you know, like a lot of, one of the perks is, I think for $20, you get a chance to watch the movie online the weekend it's finished or when it opens, you know. So, yeah, I mean, if if you're a big fan of Spike or, or a big fan of Real Black, you, you, you're basically, you know, you can buy that ticket in advance, pay a premium for it, and know that you're supporting the artist as opposed to the artist spending all their resources just to get a product to market and then finding out that uh, the, the the cost, you know, for those for those Let's say there are 10,000 people that want to see the movie. You know, they're all going to will be willing to pay a dollar for that. That's not enough money. But if you get $20 up front from those same 10,000 people, you, you, you come out much better. Yeah. Well, well we know technology is a, is a disruptive force. And as I spoke on earlier, a lot of the millennials have, are not just cutting the cord in terms of uh, cable TV or, or, or off-air TV, but they're just exclusively getting their entertainment off of the uh, off the web and the uh, off the streaming platform. And I know that there's a whole bunch of uh, licensing and uh, piracy issues relative to putting your uh, product out there and then having control. You want to talk on that real quick? Um, well, as far as licensing piracy, the first thing, I mean, I think black people are a little behind on the technology curve, you know, so it's important to uh, look at outlets like Aspire, TV, TV One, EET, you know, as places to take your work, even the Oprah Network. You know, I've seen a couple people, you know, recent independent features, uh, Dark Girls and From Fatherless to Fatherhood premiered on OWN, you know, so... I think a lot, a lot of the, in the broadcasting realm, there still is a viable market for it. Um, you know, piracy is always an issue. Uh, when you're talking about black film, it's it's a cancer, and it's something that um, we need to train audiences uh, to understand that 
when they buy a bootleg or support things without supporting the artist, they're seeing work, that it's, it's making it that much harder for the work to, to continue to be created, you know. So, like, even in a, a good year, you might see 12 to 13 African-American films being released by major studios, independent studios, the theaters. Um, you know, when, when they don't make money, it doesn't give those studio executives reason to want to reinvest in that stuff. So we have to we have to train our audiences not to go for the okie doke and and support movies. You know, I, I would say, you know, see it in theaters, not on bootleg. Yeah. And, and, well, and I agree. Yes, uh, one yes, thing yes. We spoke on, on earlier while we was waiting for you to come on was the importance of supporting a independent film festivals so that there would be a crowd so that they they could get that type of exposure from the uh, uh, the press and the national media when they see a, a full house at one of your film festivals. Well, that's just it. I mean, they're, you know, like when, you, you know, we're doing this Black Film Now project, and when you talk to the layperson about African-American film, you know, the names that they traditionally come up with are Spike Lee and Tyler Perry. And you know, while they may be the, the the flagship brands, you know, there's a whole galaxy of new voices that have come about in the last ten years or so uh, that that are telling our stories and doing a good job of it. And you know, one of the things that a film festival does is it it gives uh, a platform for for new work to to get seen. You know, uh, you know, Black Star they're going to show like 76 movies this weekend. And I would say some of them have gotten out to distribution, but, you know, the festival, it's a good chance to, that may be the only chance that you have to see work, you know, by that, that new filmmaker. So so if you're adventurous, if you're really interested in, in seeing the whole range and, and you're tired of, you know, what Spike or what Tyler are putting out there, um, it's a good way to open your eyes. But we yeah. also talked about the uh, networking opportunities of being able to get out there and be around uh, other like-minded people that are interested in film or that are working in the industry in terms of discovering opportunities and, and new resources for your own personal career. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I, I know, um, you know, I remember a story. Roger Bob was an independent filmmaker you know, maybe in the mid to mid nineties, early two thousands, and he became Tyler Perry's um, assistant director. You know, as a result of meeting him at the American Black Film Festival. You know, so you never know who you're going to meet when you expose yourself to those things. Just like you're saying at the Hollywood Digital Conference. You know, anytime you put like-minded individuals in a room, something good's going to happen. Definitely. Um... I just want to say what I would definitely like to do, Jim, is to definitely, um, you know, add the topic about black film and black film distribution, you know, the power of we, to um, our virtual, you know, expo. You know, part of we do a a virtual expo, which is like a three-day, a three-day intensive, and I just think if you, if we can get Ava to come on and speak and, um each you know each day could be you know on a different topic and including have one day as far as the um the street team movement um I forgot what it's called, but you know I just think it's an excellent job like lear respect and 
everyone has done. And, and I just saw this evolution. Like, I already knew Leah Respect. I didn't know you. I really, um, I'm not sure how how connected. I think I just saw you online. I just joined Real Blank. I met you later, Mike. Had already knew Leah Respect from the spoken word scene. But it, just to see, you know, these years come by and how everyone evolved and how everyone is growing and where they're growing to, and um, but I think Real Black has made such a presence. It is the go-to entity for black film in Philadelphia. And I know, well, like, Larry Smallwood, you know, so, like, I know those old schoolers, and now, you know, Real Black has come, and that's because you've given everyone access to, you know, just through the membership program I was telling them, you know, when you join, you get to go see all of these films. I can't even keep up. <laughs> But you get to yes, go to, you know, films, and and then it's not just film screenings. You have interesting discussions. You bring bring a bag lunch, and you sit down and you talk about the film afterwards. It's, you know, they just created unique things around it. So you're anticipating, okay, what's coming next? Um, I was able to send... Um, one of the members from the um, BBS Value Tour, Jim, she wrote the movie cover. I was able um, to connect her with Mike. And, um, like, so whenever anyone is coming through town and does a film, we connect them, you know, over to Real Black. But, um, and I don't know how well that's being mimicked everywhere. I know people are following the lead, just like Ava has broke this groundwork, I think. Now, I'm not sure, but it appears that, to me, it may just come from Philadelphia, but it seems like Real Black has been the leader in picking up that baton. Is that so? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, I, let me co-sign what Jackie's saying, uh, because the, the 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 whole concept of the Urban Tech Fair is to showcase our community and to showcase the possibilities. We would love to have an organization such as... Uh, Real Black involved in our virtual expo and maybe have even a virtual film festival as part of our, our, our national tour. One of the things that we're doing in our crowdfunding campaign is that if you purchase a membership at a certain level, you get an a, a annual uh, a membership in another organization such as the uh, NAACP or the BDPA or the Black Engineers, whichever one you decide. Hopefully we can work a deal with uh, a firm where if people sign in and they want to join a firm as part of their uh, Urban Tech Fair uh, uh, member benefits, uh, we can make that happen for them. Uh, we'd love to support your organization. I believe that you're doing good work and needed work. We talked earlier about the importance of the arts in terms of technology, whether you're talking about transmedia, whether you're talking about games, whether you're talking about uh, uh, e-books, what I like to call commerce of the future, those things that you can create in your mind and then market and sell through technology. And what you're doing, as Jackie said earlier, is breaking that ground and leading the way. I would also like to invite you to uh, support our uh, video contest. Uh, I don't know how familiar you are with the Urban Tech Fair, but one of the uh, components are, as Jackie likes to say, the structure is that we will have a uh, video contest in every city that we have an urban tech fair where we're asking people to make a short film, three to five minutes, on what technology is in their community. 
we would love to have an organization with the expertise that uh, a firm has in terms of being on the judging panel or, or participating in us uh, in that contest. Sure. Well, I mean, I can't really speak for a firm, just, mm-hmm. just to be clear. It's two separate entities. But, I mean, anything that I can do to help, of course, you got it. Mike is real black. Mike, you know, he is the founder and CEO of Real Black Incorporated. And um and now did you did you find the um the Black Star Film Festival as well? Oh, did I find one? But um we've been involved since the inception of it. Okay. Uh, as a as a supporter, as a community partner. And okay. and as a filmmaker, we've had work. We showed our our film Leak Night at the Five Spot there last year, and we're premiering our work um, Black Film Now at this year's festival. So I mean, you know, okay. I'm, yeah, you know, make a homegirl. You know, I'll do anything. For <laughs> and I'm yeah. proud, proud to be a part of it. You know, it's really growing. So. Yeah. Um, so but, yeah, I think, um, I think people. So we would probably we would look for you, real black, because I mean you, real black, has the connection with the um, a firm and with you know um, the Black Star Film Festival as well as other you know you are direct connect. But um, it would be great, um, you know, for that we you know flush that out. But that would be great. Sure. I mean, you know, anything anything that you need. You know, we'll make it happen. I think it's important. I mean, there are a lot of people, uh, especially independent filmmakers, they, they look at um, in terms of creativity and and artistry. But if, if they're not really tuned in to what's going on with the um, technology and the business of things, we're going to be left behind. So I think it's Definitely. really important conversation. Yeah. All right, then, uh, uh, Jackie, uh, you want to... Uh, uh, wrap it up and uh, as with our, our normal closing. Okay. Well, this is how we close, uh, Mike, and we'll let you close out. Um, I'm going to you, Jim, and then we're going to allow, allow Mike to close it. But here's the question. You have 30 seconds and the whole world listening. What do you have to share? Jim? Okay. Well, we at the Urban Tech Fair support and promote organizations such as Real Black and Affirm. We're looking to help you discover Silicon Valley and all the resources and organizations and people in your own community that are doing positive, proactive things to make it better for all of us. And we're just proud and thankful to have uh, Mike on the show. We look forward to having him on a full hour. So, my turn? Yes, sir. Um, well, I appreciate the opportunity to to engage in in terms of talking about this stuff. You know, ninety percent of my time, um, thinking in terms of being creative. You know, but but uh, there is uh, the the advent of technology has allowed more people to be creative. So we have to be uh, innovative in terms of you know the work that we create and how we market and pr- promote it. So, you know, I'm definitely open and excited to be a part of the Urban Tech Fair, and I hope that people will um, 
check us out on realblack.com. It's R-E-E-L-B-L-A-C-K.com and continue to be uh, fans of both of ours so that we can continue to grow this and and, and overcome and, and the challenges that are facing us in this day and age. Okay. Well, thank you, gentlemen. And this has been the Digital Drummer, Jim Newsom, with Urban Tech Talk on the radio, and we're talking film distribution with Mike Dennis, CEO and founder of Real Black Incorporated. Again, visit Real Black online at www.reelblack.com. Have a great day. Good night, gentlemen. Good night. Good night. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.